0: Our guest this week is James Williams, also well known as Mr. Connectivity. James is an expert and advisor on multi-channel or omni-channel marketing. He works closely with mobile operators to help them develop their multi-channel strategies for the SME sector. James, I know him well, is a lively and fun guest. He talks through the evolution of SMS from personal communications tool to the most significant mobile marketing channel available today. He also tells us why mobile operators should work with partners to sharpen their offering and how they can leverage their brand to drive more revenues. I think you'll enjoy this conversation and discover more about James's interest in Franco Pop music.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Netzer Digital Onboarding, netzer.com. We provide digital onboarding and customer digital channel management solutions to a wide range of verticals, including mobile operators. MVNOs, eSIM providers, financial institutions, and charities. Please contact us at netzer.com or email pat.flyn at netzer.com and we'd be glad to understand your business requirements.
0: Welcome to the podcast. This week we have a very interesting guest. Mr. James Williams, also known as Mr. Connectivity. And I've just been talking to James, and I'm at a loss to describe what he does. Uh, you <laughs> and know, I both, Pat. <laughs> even though I know him very well and I've seen what he does, which he does very well. But it seems to be, if James, correct me here, right, it's a combination of consultancy, communication, sales, and marketing. Would that be fair?
1: That's a very, very good summary. Absolutely. Other people just say, "So you're into computers?" And I go, "Well, no." And it ends up, I end up saying yes because it's easier, or phones as well. But how you describe it is very good. Those four things, very good.
0: Okay. So you um, are an, an expert in, in enterprise engagement with customers, but particularly to enable mobile operators to en- to en- um, enable enterprises to engage with customers. would that be a fair summary where you're at today?
1: Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at today. So I started off my career 25 years ago in the murky world of phone systems for offices. So PBXs, and then I'd gone into uh, public exchanges and then moved into voicemail and SMSCs. And then from there into mobile engagement. So I've been independent for the past seven years. And to start off with, my focus was all on the monetization of A to P, SMS and helping mobile operators and content aggregators with effectively selling A2P SMS to the broader market.
0: Okay, James, just for uh, some of the audience who may not know what ATP SMS is, maybe just talk a little bit about that. I I mean, both of us know what it is, but uh, maybe some people who are...
1: Absolutely. Sorry about that, Pat. Yeah, because I usually say never assume anything. Absolutely. So, ATP SMS is application to person SMS. SMS is 28 years old this December, and people think they're of the mindset that SMS from the beginning was very much for two-way connectivity between people, so person-to-person, P2P, SMS. But actually, it was developed by carriers really as a one-way solution, and it caught on quite by accident and became a roaring success for two-way. So originally, it was devised as being a to p It became a two-way solution, but with the world of the over the top players, so the chat apps, the WhatsApp of the world, started cannibalizing all the SMS revenue as we are experiencing the voice world as well, and actually people really cottoned onto the fact that people actually look at their SMS when they receive them. So it doesn't matter whether they're young or old. What do you say, James, to people who think SMS is dead? I mean, if WhatsApp, etc, uh, etc cetera, et cetera. What Just you- look at look at facts and look at figures. So various researchers have shown that this year, 2020, come the end of the year, they're going to be about about three billion, or even oh, sorry, not billion. I made that mistake. Trillion, okay. should I say? So three thousand billion plus SMS sent across the world, and the majority of those now are essentially business to consumer communications, A to P consumer communications. Mm-hmm. So the fact. That, that is growing, tells me all you need to know. But actually this year, SMS, the growth of it was starting to tail off 2018, uh, 2019. But because of what's happened this year, companies and indeed governments and health organizations, everyone is looking for the lowest common denominator. And I mean that in a very good way, mm-hmm. the most ubiquitous way to connect with the likes of you and me and to send urgent information. I actually just had a text today from the National Health Service asking me to download the contact tracing app. And that literally was sent to tens of millions of people here in the UK on their mobile phones from all networks. So they're doing that with SMS. Yeah, so everyone can get SMS. That's really what you're saying. 100%, absolutely. And the thing is, everyone understands it. It doesn't matter whether someone is 80 or even 90-year-olds using SMS or young people. And there's this misconception that that only those older use sms and the, the younger more trendy if you want to use it i think by using the word trendy i'm showing my age already <laughs> but, <laughs> but the, the tr- younger people squared <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, they actually use chat apps and things like that but actually nothing could be further from the truth because right. what you find today with smartphones you have one messaging inbox mm-hmm. and actually there are quite a lot of younger people who are messaging their pals but they're actually using sms really as well so it's here and actually it's here to stay for another good five to ten years and there have been lots of pretenders to the sms throne come over the years but at the end of the day please please anybody tell me a channel where you can send 100 messages 100 messages are delivered to 100 different people and 98 people will res- read that message within 10 In minutes way, yeah. majority within five
0: so, so, James, if, if an operator is interested in developing their enterprise offering for channels, you know, would they come to you, what
1: what sort of advice
0: would you normally give to an operator?
1: The, the first thing I've noticed is mobile operators, most of them around the world, have a super strong brand. Mm-hmm. And that is something that the content aggregators, the CPaaS providers... The companies who really are super strong in this area and have some great multi-channel, omni-channel solutions, who've got many, many years of experience But guess what? They don't have this super strong brand. If you look at our industry or my industry, the mobile engagement industry, the largest company around the world is Twilio. I think they've got about three, four thousand employees. Then behind them, you've got Infobip with a couple of thousand and Cinch behind them just likely. So a couple of thousand, two, three, four thousand employees max these companies have. You think of mobile operators, you think of China Mobile, how many subscribers they have over a billion. It's a different ballpark and branding is at a different level. Mm -hmm. But their focus is on serving really you and I, subscribers directly. Of course, they have an enterprise offering, but their focus is really on the handsets, giving the enterprises that data connectivity, the voice connectivity, the SMS connectivity for employees. Of companies who've gone to the mobile operators providing uh, internet connectivity to offices and things like that. And actually, if you're taking a salesperson who is selling mobile devices and a salesperson from my industry, mobile engagement, it's a very, very different skill set because that your is. target audience is very yeah. different. Mobile operators do not work in this area. My advice to them would always be partner, partner, partner. Choose a really good partner with super experience, white label that solution, use that partner for sales expertise, even use them to help actually sell that solution. But the great thing is, if you are a Vodafone of the world or an Orange or a T-Mobile or anyone like that, Mm -hmm. if you, your brand name goes before you, so If you can get that extra stickiness into that account, so you're not just known as the mobile phone company providing the phones for the 100 salespeople, you're actually providing that connectivity, which increases loyalty and ultimately reduces churn and increases revenue. And at the end of the day, margin for them. They're not going to move at the drop of a hat from you.
0: I think you make a great point there, James. Uh, Mobile operators have fantastic brands Every country you go to, you go to the airport, you walk outside there 's three big billboards there 's three video screens, and immediately you know the operator in that country. But we know I think who 've worked in the industry, operators are not really good at marketing other services so your your ID you bring in a, a specialist in this area and they why, you, the, the operator white labels that service but what a typical sme or, or business in that country that wants to take advantage of those services. What's their experience? What sort of uh, services do they get? How do you see that play out?
1: Okay. So if you wind back the clock, I would say just even just a couple of years, many, many small businesses and medium-sized enterprises around the world, they felt shut out of this really, of these really cool multi-channel, omni-channel solutions. And So I'm talking about solutions here for businesses to communicate in a two-way manner with their customers, which employ traditional email, traditional voice, voice over Wi-Fi, A to P SMS, push messaging, so apps, chat, because you've got WhatsApp business, Viber business messaging, things like that, video, and uh, you've got verified SMS from Google. Of course, we've got RCS as well, ultimately from Google, being pushed by Google. So many other things, all of that together, the smaller businesses felt, hang on a second, we haven't got huge deep pockets, but most importantly, actually, we haven't got legions of technical personnel to help implement this and database experts and everything like this. So they felt really shut out. And at the bare minimum, they felt, okay, we can go to a company, we can buy prepay and get a thousand A to P SMS from them, pay, I don't know, say 50 pounds for that, whatever it may be and send those messages out with a special offer to our customers once a month, something like that. And that's, that's the limit they felt. But now, actually, thanks to APIs and the power of APIs, and if you look at the likes of Twilio, Twilio, Infobip, Mito, and all these players across the industry, go to their websites. They make it very, very easy for anyone who's got, got the tiniest knowledge of software or development to actually integrate their solutions, these mobile engagement solutions, into these companies and the companies offering. So I think that, for me, has the, been the big change. But there's still so much more to do with regards to education because, as I said, these companies do not have the, mm. that brand strength that the average person on the street will know. They don't know that. And smaller businesses... Everyone can benefit from this. It's, they won't have heard of these companies.
0: So yeah, So is this where the operator comes in? The operator... Exactly.
1: They will have heard of, yeah. uh, here in the UK where I am, they will have heard of Vodafone. They will have heard of O2, who's actually now talking with Virgin, uh, I think, mm-hmm. to tie up. They will have heard of operators of that size and the brand. And the, the association, the brand association, in, varies from country to country. For me the mobile operator with the strongest brand association in the whole world is Swisscom in Switzerland. I spent quite a bit of time in Switzerland working, and it's a very, very traditional market. The Swiss are very, very loyal to the incumbent Swisscom. So if Swisscom has a solution, smaller businesses, medium-sized businesses, their default position in many, many ways, and many is often to go for Swisscom, for example. Yeah. But that for me is the strongest brand association with a mobile operator and a general population I know of. But of course, Switzerland is a small country. It's not, it's not uh, vast like the USA or something like that. It's a different ball game. But mm-hmm. if you can bring, marry the two, marry the excellent solutions, the fantastic service, marry that with the brand manner okay. from heaven.
0: Okay. Now that's, that's really interesting. You're, If people want to contact you, where can they contact you at?
1: Uh, Very, very simply. uh, LinkedIn is a really, really good place. Mr. Connectivity. Just type in Mr. Connectivity into LinkedIn. You can find me, James Williams. Alternatively, just send an email, James, to james at It's Very, very simple. Everything's Mr. (laughs) Connectivity. And I do what my name says on the tin. And I really bring companies together. And... I think for me, the key thing is over the years, I've guarded my neutrality very, Mm -hmm. very carefully. And of course, you'll see me on LinkedIn. You'll see me with companies speaking at company events and everything like that. But I am neutral. I do not push any one company's solutions and say, these guys are better than the other. Because actually, you'll find they're not no one company is going to be the perfect fit for every single, for example, mobile operator around the world. Some may be too small, some are too big, whatever it may be. So that there is plenty of room for plenty yeah. of players. Well, no, I can vouch for what
0: you say, James. I, I've seen your work, and I know you're very even-handed, but also very insightful about markets. And I think your your um, exposition there of how operators can use their brand, but not if they don't have expertise in And um, multi-channel, omni-channel marketing, how to pick a partner, get the right partner in
1: and enable their own basic customers to drive traffic through their network. I can help with all of that. And the key thing is keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Don't procrastinate. Don't go out with a lengthy RFP or we've got to evaluate solutions for two or three months. You're wasting time. You can get a really good provider and a really good solution. For example, talking enterprises here within a matter of a week or two, if that. You can okay. move really, really fast.
0: Well, no, that's brilliant, James. And thanks for a really interesting insight into the industry, which has, I think has changed quite fast in the last five years uh, from my own experience. Uh, the, the, the evolution of these companies is, is quite interesting. And there's a great opportunity for SMEs to be able to market to their customers directly. And you're right in the middle of it. So well done.
1: <laughs> um, well, no, thank you. Thank you, Pat. And I appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you. Thank you.
0: Great. And uh, as you know, and, uh, at this stage of the podcast, I'd like to ask our guests if, they, if there's a song they'd like to play out on. So maybe you'll tell us what, you're, what you'd like to play out on, please.
1: Yeah, for me. So I went to France when I was quite young, and my French is okay. It's not too bad. It used to be very, very good. So I love. There's a French group, very, very old group called Desireless. It's Desireless in mm-hmm. English. If we say it like that, and their song "Voyage, Voyage," which is travel, travel, and if particularly if you listen to the words and if you understand a bit of French, it. It really, really is my song because it's all about travel. (laughs) I think it's super important. You need to get out there. We've all been forced down the Zoom or the Microsoft Teams route or whatever it is. And, of course, it's nice seeing people on video rather than just simply phoning them or on a WhatsApp call. The -hmm. video element is important nothing and i repeat nothing replaces the face-to-face interaction yeah,
0: absolutely right james you will never close a deal i think unless you go face-to-face with the customer.
1: if just once you've got to know know that person mm-hmm. you've had a drink with them had a bite to eat that changes any relationship
0: absolutely no nope. thanks james and really appreciate your time no problem thank you cheers pat